Thanks for listening to the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. I'm Rachel Middleton. We believe influence is an expression of healthy leadership, and leadership is best measured by its influence. We are better together as we grow and advance the kingdom of God. Thanks for joining us. Are you ready? Let's get started. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My name is Rick Shields. Today, I'm joined by my longtime friend, Jerry Gibson, who, with his wife, Gwen, reside just a few miles outside of Orlando, Florida. Jerry and Gwen direct the Church Partnership Initiative with Chi Alpha, the college ministry's outreach of the Assemblies of God. Jerry is also a certified facilitator in transformational and situational leadership. He's certified with the International Coaching Federation and is also a certified debrief facilitator. If you'd like to reach him, Jerry can be reached at convergentleadershipcoaching at gmail.com. Again, that, that's just all one word, convergentleadershipcoaching at gmail.com. Before I bring Jerry into the conversation, let me remind you that your feedback really is important to us. So if you have a suggestion for a guest or if you've got a topic you'd like for us to explore, please let us know. Send us an email at info at doorways.cc and we'll see if there's a way that we can put that into our podcast schedule. Again, the address is info at doorways.cc. I promise you, we really do appreciate your feedback and input. Okay, Jerry, thanks for joining us on this podcast. It really is so good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you, Rick. It's such a wonderful honor to uh, be part of this experience today. It really is. Jerry, I first met you and Gwen when you were serving as college ministry directors in Mexico City probably over 30 years ago. What year did you go to Mexico City? 1989 is when we became missionaries, arrived on the ground in Mexico City in 91. Yeah, so I think it was 92 or so that we yeah. came to be with you. You hadn't been there very long. And you served with the Assemblies of God, and you were working with Chi Alpha. You were establishing Chi Alpha chapters on the university campuses in Mexico City. Is that right? That's right, Rick. In fact, you and Doorways has had a real investment and impact in us as a, both our family and the ministry there of Jovenes Condesación in Mexico. When uh, I re- I remember with fondness the very first team I worked with you uh, you brought us a couple of professors from Oral Roberts University and we had our very first outreach event on the National Autonomous University of Mexico. It was a great launch to what God has done over these thirty almost forty years now. Yeah, and I recall we had quite a few people attended that launch. It really went well. I was oh, kind yeah. of surprised how well it went. Oh, we, you and me, but not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So is that still ongoing in Mexico City or in, in Mexico? Jovenes Con Decision continues What's that mean, to... Jovenes Con Decision? Youth decision is the literal term in English. It continues today. I think they just celebrated their 30th anniversary last year, and that is completely run and developed through Mexican leadership, and it really is an exciting thing to see. Which was your hope and plan in the first place? Absolutely. What God would do with our little bit of of investment, God has continued to reach students through each generation. Yeah, I'm aware of other missionaries now in other places of Mexico. 
that are working with college ministry programs. And whether they're all related with Hovenes or not, they're still doing these college ministries. And you guys were pioneers in that. So what's the deal? Think about it. College ministry has always been near your heart. So what's the deal with that? I guess, Rick, the simplest answer in one word is impact. The college campus, in my estimation, is the most strategic mission field in all the world. It is a center of culture and change in culture, regardless of what nation, what language it might be. It is a critical stage of development for a person's life. They're asking more questions at that time of their life, and they're trying on new ideas as if it were a new wardrobe. And it is out of that group of people, that stage of life, that people really will shape the future as we consider the different leaders worldwide that have studied on our university campuses here in the U.S. The impact of their education abroad was taken back to their homeland and later became leaders of nations. I especially Uh, love the idea of international students who are coming and studying the opportunities we have for the gospel to go back and be presented in ways we never could have presented it. It is truly amazing. Just the seeds that can be planted in the heart and life of someone by having an opportunity to be exposed to the gospel. And Rick, let me add too, the college campus has really been the seedbed of many great revivals historically. It's typically through a younger generation that God begins to bring change and a new wave. And we in Chi Alpha even now believe that is happening even now, that God is bringing a great new awakening to this generation. And we're recording during a time when there seems to be a revival that's breaking out at Asbury University. And that's right. I, we want to see it expand beyond Asbury into even some of our secular campuses. That would be that would be fantastic. Jerry, when you first started out, you were working probably with millennials, and then we moved to Generation X, and now we're at Generation Z. What's the difference between all of them? Oh goodness, Rick. That that is a long conversation. I don't know if I have a real handle on the difference of each one of those. However, we do know that while in the 70s and 80s, it was about fairness, justice, peace, we believe that change came through our actions. Then we moved to how do we feel about this thing? And then on to, you know what, Rick? I don't like that question. <laughs> it's a tough question yeah, because there's, there's so many like dynamics I, to it. I don't feel like I've got the answers to that. Hey, let me direct uh, you to I, a what book. What I know today, that, there you go. It's there, A few people have written them. The deal with today's generation, the biggest challenge to the gospel is identity. Who are you? And that And the gospel answers that question for this generation of millennials today, is asking the question, who are you? Millennials feel like they have the burden, and it's a crushing burden, to decide who they are. And they're having a hard time with that. And yes. and we're giving them so many wrong opportunities for their identity, what to choose. Timothy yeah. Keller says that identity is not chosen, rather it is bestowed. 
Well, there's a great book. Dr. Billy Wilson, the president at Oral Roberts University, wrote a book last year. It's called Generation Z, Born for the Storm. I've just finished reading that. And when I go to Egypt in a couple of weeks, that'll be part of the things that I teach about because this Generation Z seems to be multicultural too. The millennials rather and Gen X, we really could identify them with the U.S. and some of the more developed Western cultures. But Gen Z, because of social media and because of interconnectedness with the internet, this has become kind of a worldwide phenomenon of this generation. Is, is it different in some places than others? Of course it is. But it's it's a pretty interesting read, and, and he's got some good things to say, and people out there haven't seen that book yet. You can get that on Amazon. I think you'd benefit from it. I really do. You know, you're a multifaceted guy, Jerry, and in addition to your work with Chi Alpha College Ministries, the that outreach of the Assemblies of God, you've had some other opportunities too. I, so I was able to serve with the Latin America Caribbean region as a director of special projects. And for a time, I served the leader or director of Latin America and the Caribbean. That really gave me a great opportunity, Rick, to learn to influence from the second chair. And I know we might discuss some of that, but it was a tremendous opportunity to see collegiate ministries expand throughout Latin America and the Caribbean, and at the same time, bring influence to the shaping and development of the church throughout the region. Another opportunity that came at me out of left field, did not see it coming, was while I was serving with Chi Alpha with the International Student Ministries here in the U.S., I was asked to become the director of international media ministries, and that involved a move to Madrid, Spain, and developing, helping to take a established ministry and really turn a corner into the digital age of media and the internet as that was coming on to the scene in a very big way, where no longer were standard broadcast issues, a problem in pushing media, video and audio out to the world, because the cell phone has taken over as the most ubiquitous technology that is ever seen on this planet. It's an amazing uh, technology that has developed in our lifetimes. What has been so special about IMM, International Media Ministries, is that we've been able to develop content for the other half of the world that is yet to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And doing that through short videos that simply introduce topics or issues that people are wrestling with in Muslim worlds or in the Far East. I followed IMM for several years, and to see this radical change that's taken place, and even larger changes since you left. Indeed. Not that, you know, you were leaving made it so they could do better, but <laughs> the technology was improving and changing all the time so that now, wow, they have such incredible opportunities. Jerry, I know that you're currently a certified coach with Convergent Leadership Coaching. That didn't take place overnight. It's been a process of learning and training, I know, for several years. But when I think back of our many conversations and ministry experiences together, it seems to me as if you've always been a coach. Rick, I, I would concur with you. It is just part of who I am. And I recognize that discipleship 
as the larger picture has always had this coaching component in it. Coaching is simply asking questions and giving short insight, helping people to discover truth. And if we look at the Gospels, this was Jesus' practice so often was asking questions, inciting within people a pursuit of truth and discovering the truth in Christ. So yeah, it. I've always been that style of leader. I prefer to be the guide on the side rather than the, the guy up front to really help lead people to discovery. I think one of the things that has been important for me is the principle of always staying curious, that the moment I go to judgment is the moment that I stop learning. And as long as I stay curious and ask questions I don't know answers to, because that's the thing, Rick, sometimes we're asking questions that we answer ourselves. Because we know the answer. (laughs) But asking questions we don't know the answers to is where is the entry point for discovery. And questions, and that's you, and they're not inappropriate or needling constantly. But I know, again, my experience with you over the years, you're always asking me questions. And you're probing a little bit just to see what I'm up to, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, how it's going. And that's always helped to sharpen me. This is nothing new for you. And you've just taken that skill to other levels. And now you're able to help others with that too. So uh, again, if you're interested in some help with coaching, convergentleadershipcoaching at gmail.com is a great way for you to get a hold of Jerry and get some more information about how they might be able to help. Thanks. You, You made a comment earlier, Jerry, that was interesting. And we discussed this ahead of time a little bit primary leaders and secondary leaders, and we want to get into that. So you know our premise that we believe that influence is an expression of healthy leadership, and leadership is best measured by its influence. So that being the case, we think about primary and secondary leaders. What do you think? Is influence more important for primary leaders or for secondary leaders? And Uh, maybe give us an example of a primary or secondary leader. Primary leaders have the responsibility of all the vision as I understand it. They are the point person and the keeper of the vision. Secondary leaders serve to both bring input to that vision and help guide the unfolding of that vision. And I've had the opportunity to serve in many cases as a secondary leader, bringing my very best to the conversation, even at the risk of it being challenging or perceived as challenging, I've always had the conviction as a secondary leader that I must bring my very best because that's what God has brought, why he has placed me in that position at that moment. I learned a great thing. And to me, Rick, it's not which is more important. It's a bit of a setup. It's not an either or. It's it's really a both and. We need the vision of primary leaders. We need the encouragement and the blessing and the empowerment of primary leaders to be able to move forward with the vision. And at the same time, it's that secondary leader that can protect the primary leader wherever his or her blind spots. We can bring insight 
to the conversation that can be added to and expand on vision in a way that primary leaders need. I think this now is broadcast number uh, 27 or 28 for us. And we've had 17 guests. So some of those, we've had two episodes on each guest. You're the only one of those 17 who've taken the bait on that question, primary or secondary leaders. Nobody else wants to discuss it. So that's, ah. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I think Absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. So Jerry, what are some of the important principles for leadership and influence that you'd like to share with others? One of the most important leadership resources that has impacted me, Rick, has been transformational leadership by Ford Taylor. In his training, there is a simple little acronym, TFA, Thought, Feeling, Action. If you want to bring about change, and it's really built around the whole idea of cognitive behavioral therapy, it's boiled down to just simply this. A thought produces a feeling, a feeling produces a behavior. And if we want to change, we have to identify the thought that is triggering that feeling and that behavior. And that's where real change comes. All throughout the Gospels and in Paul's writings in the New Testament, the challenge is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That so much is about changing how we think so that we can behave and lead as God would have us do. So getting our minds right is really the greatest challenge. And for me, what is, and I mentioned it earlier, this idea of staying curious, beginning to think differently so I can behave differently, and always being open to new input that might change something. One of the greatest little phrases that I've heard in recent years has been this, there's always one more thing that you don't know about someone or a situation that if you did, it would change your perspective completely. And so I keep reminding myself, there's always one more thing. There's one more thing here. What can we learn? Jerry, the premise of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership and leadership is best measured by its influence. So how does that statement align with your views of leadership and influence? Rick, I absolutely love the inclusion of this expression of healthy leadership. And because healthy leadership is really at the core of great leadership. You cannot give out what you don't already have. And so healthy leaders produce healthy organizations, healthy ministries. And so paying attention to your own health as a leader, both physically, spiritually, emotionally, cognitively, paying attention to those aspects of who you are will propel you forward in your leadership. So what I hear you saying, the obverse, the opposite side of the coin is also true. Unhealthy leadership promotes unhealthy organizations. Absolutely. Becomes comes caustic. And how often have we seen that? I mean, we see that, oh, unfortunately, pretty often. More, more than I care to admit. 
I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I hope that you'll join us on future episodes. Please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, this is my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after Him. Thanks for listening.